0: Dreams do come true, but do you know how? Well, this is an amazing episode where we learn how goal-oriented individuals succeed and achieve their dreams. What are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Hey there, I'm Vishani Nigam and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast. I realized life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's. So after failing a thousand times, I'm finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what I do the best, entertain and educate through podcasting, digital content creation and thought leadership. On this podcast, I uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life build conviction to follow them, and how to build systems to sustain them. And if you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same, then I'm up for a chat on my Instagram handle, which is at ever underscore IN. But for now, if you want to achieve your goals and build never-failing systems, then what are you waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome on my first step ever. This is the 81st episode of my first step ever. Every time we bring in stories where we can help you build that little bit of confidence and that little bit of love inside yourself and for your own aim to take that big leap, big step or the first little step. That's the most hardest. So join me in welcoming our today's guest speaker who's a passionate person and a very, very young entrepreneur, Kara Davis. Hi, Kara. Welcome on my first step ever.
1: Hi, It's a pleasure and an honor to be on this podcast.
0: I'm extremely excited because I think your story is going to be such an inspiration to a lot of youngsters out there. If you don't mind me revealing your age, you are just 23 yeah. and you founded your own, own company and your own business at 21. So let me take you through. Kara is a 23-year-old CEO and co-founder of Stepan. She founded Stepin when she was just 21, as I mentioned, and Stepin is a marketplace which helps fitness creators monetize their community online. Since launching Stepin, she has evolved this company from social fitness app, downloaded 300,000 times. Wow, that is commendable to a creator community tool. You are doing some really good stuff and kicking some great numbers out there, Kara.
1: Thank you, yeah.
0: This is extremely exciting. So I think on top of my mind, the first few questions that I have, that how did she you know, gain such kind of mindset, such confidence? Why fit this industry so specific? So we are going to get into all of these one by one. And let's get started with the first question that I have in mind. What was your mindset like or you know, your surroundings when you were growing up?
1: So I was very lucky that my family was always super, super supportive of me. And they were always very big on education so from a young age I really took school probably a bit too seriously um, and was always studying really hard (laughs) head in the books and I was also lucky that my teachers were also very supportive and would always encourage me um as a child I like was and I remain I'm um, very curious and very into learning and I think that those are two things that have really stuck with me that curious mindset is super important as an entrepreneur for sure.
0: Definitely I think curiosity and innovation is definitely the you know the ground rules or I don't know maybe the ground qualities yeah. that someone really needs to have to step into this industry. Uh very interestingly you mentioned that you were very very diligent you love studies and you are super great at this. <laughs> So just coming from that point of view where a lot of us do struggle, we don't enjoy, you know, studies as much. Mm. What really kept you going on at that point in time? How did you motivate yourself?
1: I know a lot of people don't like school, but I always really loved it. I always loved learning and I always loved the challenge of kind of mastering a new skill. So I just kind of took it really skill-based, I guess. It was like, if there was something that I couldn't do, it was always a challenge and I always wanted to overcome it. And I was also very ambitious from a young age. So I knew that in some way, my discipline in studying and also learning would be really helpful for whatever I ended up doing. So those are kind of the things that kept me super motivated, but I, I don't think they're very specific for people. Yeah, I think it's about finding the thing that you enjoy about studying or you enjoy about whatever you're doing and really Doubling down on that. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think that's such an honest answer to begin with. I would say that you thoroughly enjoyed studying and you just went straight Mm. with that. You were super focused about what you wanted to do and go ahead. Were there any distractions in terms of, you know, you wanted to maybe not pursue a particular subject or a particular field when you were growing up because you started liking some other sort of field and then you had this confusion or were you always so sorted going forward?
1: Um, I actually had no idea what I wanted to do at school so I was very studious um, and I studied very hard and had quite good grades but I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do when I graduated like at all um, and to be honest the thought of figuring that out really confused and scared me. I ended up um, selecting engineering and, psycho- and science like a double degree at Monash University because I really loved the problem solving aspect so I was majoring in computer science so software engineering and engineering and then psychology and science, and I really like the combination of kind of the really analytical mind, the mindset of both, even though they're dealing with such different things, I think that psych often gets put down as kind of the soft science, but it's very analytical in its approach, and it's so applicable to everything. I think there was never anything during school that I didn't like, which was part of the problem of why I had no idea what I wanted to do. I didn't know I didn't want to do medicine. But besides that, I had no idea everything kind of sounded exciting and interesting. What I did know is that I wanted to do something that was broad, and it wasn't going to lock me into doing one specific thing my whole life. And to be honest, I think that's why medicine never really appealed to me, because it was like, you're going to be a doctor your whole life. And the cool thing about engineering was that I knew that it was so applicable in many different fields. And I could kind of start as a software engineer or an engineer or consultant and move into so many different things and that's what really excited me I think about engineering in particular yeah
0: That's exciting. I think the good part is that at least you knew what you did not want to do. Uh That's always one step ahead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, that being said, and your journey from doing science, being an engineer, trying to explore, being the innovator that I can see from you that you love the challenge to keep creating things, to keep learning. How did you cross that bridge from being an engineer to having the interest and start building your skills and focusing on the qualities of being an entrepreneur. Where did that all start from? Was it like you met someone or was it like you saw something or experienced something?
1: For sure. So I think there's two parts of the question is just around soft skills in general. So I always was very into my extracurricular activities and I was always doing a bunch of other things in uni. I was doing the leadership programs. I was running a mentorship program. I was doing An internship with my psychology professor. And I found that all of those types of different projects outside of purely academia were really helpful in developing soft skills, which would be applicable to various different projects. So that's the first part of the question. And regarding, like, how did I actually get into entrepreneurship? Did something happen? Did I see something? I I don't think I saw a specific thing. I think, in general, there's now been quite a few success stories in Australia, in particular, as entrepreneurship. I mean, if you think of like Afterpay, if you look at um, Canva, if you look at Airwallex, Safety Culture, Culture App, these are really amazing companies that have gotten really big. And I think that I saw some of these companies that came from Australia and I thought, oh, it's possible to have a startup in Australia. So that was always at the back of my mind. And then what kind of happened was I was going to the gym and I had no idea what to do and I had this problem of feeling lost in the gym, overwhelmed, et cetera. And I kind of thought, crazily, I guess, if these other people can make a start off, why can't I do it? Like, I should just give it a go. And I kind of just took it from there. Honestly, there was. So I think that I had a lot of self belief in myself that I could do something here. And if I wasn't going to do something now, I was never going to kind of do it. So I was just like, why not try and why not learn really quickly? And that's what I've done and that's what I continue to do. Yeah.
0: That's really inspiring. And that, that really fills me with confidence, you know, that when we listen to stories like this, where people have so much of self-belief. And this is something that a lot of us, we, I would say that we have it, but maybe it's due to our circumstances or maybe we haven't had positive experiences enough to validate that yeah. yes, whatever decisions that we take, they are good enough and we are good enough. So in your case, Kara, I would really like to, you know, d- dive deep and understand that what was it that built your confidence so much and self-belief and the conviction that, you know, let's give it a try and we'll see where it goes. But I know that if I set my mind to it, I will achieve something at least.
1: Yeah. So very candidly, like when you just started saying that, I was reflecting on, lucky I am in terms of my upbringing like I'm extremely extremely lucky and I come from an upper middle class family I went to the same school my whole life I went to an amazing school I went to a school that was very supportive of education that they really believed in me and I think from a young age saw that I was very into learning and studious and academic and kind of pushed me not just school but also my family and not in a like a toxic way but in a really helpful way So I think from a really young age, I always thought that I could do something awesome because of the environment and culture that I was kind of in. And I know that I'm very lucky to have that environment and very much possible that if it wasn't for the environment I grew up in, I wouldn't be sitting here today and have started a company like really transparently. So I think that I was like the community, my family, my teachers really shaped who I was as a student when I was younger and really instilled in me a belief in myself. And I think also just in terms of everything I did from school to basketball, like I was very into extracurricular, I did a lot of sport. I could see that kind of when I worked hard, that hard work paid off. So that kind of became, I guess, a belief that I had. So I think all those things really contributed. and I think I find it super, super, super impressive and inspiring when I hear of people that have started companies from different backgrounds. That are not as privileged as I am, and that's so inspirational for me because I know that even for me starting a startup, it wasn't like an easy decision. It was relatively easy, I think. It wasn't as scary as I thought, um, as people would have thought. But for a lot of people, like starting a company is a huge, huge, huge risk. That's going to be their livelihood. That's at stake. That's like their family. That's at stake. All of that. And I was very lucky that I always had a community around me that I knew that. If things don't work out, I'm going to be 100% fine. And I think, to be honest, that understanding has meant that I feel comfortable taking risks because, for me, yeah, I kind of think whatever happens, I'm going to be okay.
0: This is so lovely, Kara, because I think what I'm hearing from you is that it really defines the kind of people you're surrounded with, yeah. what you're, yeah, what you're feeding into your head, what are people saying, what are they telling, what you're actually. Experience it with them and what you're learning through someone else's action that really imbibes yeah. some sort of, you know, when you see some sort of outcomes coming out of a certain action taken by people that instills confidence in you as well. So it's so important. To be around the kind of people you want to be in, in a growth minded community that you want to grow with. So, and congratulations for taking that big step because, how much ever you know comfortable you are or whatever privileges you have, it is always a risk. And uh, I do believe that, you know, uh, as you mentioned, that you had your own challenges, Uh, it was scary for you, but you did take that step. So, before we move on and know a bit more about your venture, I think. I would really like to ponder and discuss right now, what's the most interesting part about starting
1: a venture? The first step that I took was, I just tried to talk to as many people as possible about the problem. And the problem that I was experiencing was that I'd go to gym and I had no idea what to do. So what I did is I tried to speak to a lot of people my age, a bit older, a bit younger, and understand what they were doing when they were trying to work out. And I realized that no one was doing anything particularly useful or effective um so there was definitely a problem for that age demographic for our age demographic in terms of health and fitness literacy i think in general and what to do so i kind of tried to validate the problem there and from there i had no idea what i was doing whatsoever absolutely no idea and i like i will continue to say that's the case you don't know what you don't know um, and, you know, so little. And I was really lucky that my family knew someone who knew someone that was the startup guy. His name was Simon. Hi, Simon. And I called him and explained to him my idea. And he very much coached me from that early stage about the fundamentals of a startup. And honestly, if it wasn't for Simon, I wouldn't be where I am right now because really guided me in those initial few weeks. I got off my first call with him. He's like, call me this time next week and do X, Y, and Z." I was like, how am I going to do this? And I came back and I'd done all that and more. So he really guided me and kept me motivated at the start. I think like at the start, there's so much to do and you have no idea where to start. So having some structure and a mentor is really, really helpful. So that's getting started. In regards to the most exciting part of stepping and starting a venture, I think it's just the most exciting part also the scariest part, which is just everything changes so often and you look back a month ago or two weeks ago and you're like I had no idea what I was doing I was so incompetent I've learned so much and I think that's a really exciting part another exciting part for me is now we have a team and it's really cool that I'm in charge of all these people and I get to kind of hopefully inspire them and keep them motivated and get them contributing to the company I'm so that and then the last thing is just the impact like It's really cool to see in a startup, the teams are so small and the work you do is so tangible. Like I can, I don't design things personally, but if I have an idea, I can talk to the creators, get that validated, go to design, get it designed. And then it's in the app. Like that's really awesome. And then you can see the impact of people using that thing. So those are the three things. In terms of challenging, I think something that was really challenging for us, like in hindsight and during, Um, was we recently-ish raised a seed round and that was emotionally really challenging. Um, The process was challenging in general, but emotionally it was super challenging because it was just a roller coaster of emotions from like people saying yes, people saying no, getting so close. And that was probably to date the biggest challenge, I think. And during that process of raising our seed round, I think I aged like 40 years. In like 24 hours it was like really a lot And i think sometimes what's really challenging is that i am really young i'm only really 23 and as i said there's a lot of times that things are like way above my pay grade and way above my experience but i have to deal with it and i have to learn really quickly what to do and that definitely can be quite challenging um at times yeah
0: i would say that you are one brave person to do that because uh, these are challenges that you know, you face at a level where you are risking a lot of things. I mean, you are managing a company, you're handling people, you have people to, you know, answerable to, you have a lot of money involved and ultimately they all look up to you. So I think there's a lot, as you said, emotionally also going on. Yeah.
1: And,
0: and not not just on the, you know, idea levels and how you pitch. So that is amazing. And thank you, Simon, for helping Caravan. when it was really <laughs> needed. I think mentorship, and coaching is so important at the right time. So I'm happy that happened for you. And just one last question. If there is one thing from your journey that you would like to share with our audiences that suppose really broke you very hard, but then you learned massively from that experience.
1: What I said about raising definitely was like really emotionally difficult. And there was some times that we came really, really close in particular with quite a large investor. And like literally at the last minute moment, it was a no. And that was really hard. And I think personally, it was really hard because as the leader of the company, I felt as though I couldn't really express fully how I felt because I also had my co-founders and the rest of the team that I had to be managing kind of expectations and storylines. And that was really difficult kind of like presenting one thing but feeling another thing. So that was really hard. Um, I think, and not, not a challenge, but a moment that was like, oh my God was, um, when we did our pre-seed round and we got the first money committed from yeah. one of our investors and the first investor, they committed like $50,000. And when they said that there was a moment of, oh my God, like this is real money. And this is like, People are trusting us. That's kind of crazy, but you can't really think too much about it because that's when you get in your head. And I think probably the heart, another really hard moment was very early on in our journey. We had hired a contractor that was a software engineer, and it was before my third co-founder, Dave, joined, who's our CTO now. And we had to fire him, and I had to fire them. And I found that really, really hard because they were relying on us for their livelihood etc but it wasn't the right thing for the business to keep them around um it was going to make things way harder and I remember getting on the call and letting him know that we were letting him go and then just hanging up and like bawling for like 20 minutes because I was just like that's one of the moments that definitely was um I guess when I'm like I'm so in over my head I have no idea what I'm doing like how am I the one that's doing these things? But it's also mad now because now those types of things, not necessarily firing people, but just like quite intense, um, high pressure, big impact on people, things happen. And it just kind of doesn't feel like anything anymore because it's just so, not second nature, but like all these things happen. So yeah, those, that's what I'd say is some of the challenging things that have happened whilst with the company. It's definitely not like, or roses Uh, it seems like that from the outside all the time but it is a serious emotional roller coaster and a roller coaster in general like things can be going amazingly one day shocking the next day it's just up and down and i think generally something that a lot of founders get really good at is just like riding the waves and kind of as bad as it sounds not feeling the highs or the lows and just feeling pretty constant because if you're feeling every high and low, you're going to find it really, really, really exhausting um, and you'll burn out at some point. So, yeah.
0: Wow. There were some really tough decisions taken over there. As I said, you are one amazing, brave person. So that, that's great, Cara. Thank you so much for taking us through what tough decisions you had to take and how you felt about those. So before we take your leave, if you would like to tell our listeners where they can find
1: the app and how it can help them. Sure, so you can find the app if you're looking to work out on the app store, just search Steppen. If you're a content creator looking to make money from your by selling your by creating and selling your content, you can find the Steppen app for creators on both the Google Play Store and the App Store. Just search Steppen for Creators. So that's where you can find us. Also of course we're on LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, I think, at stepin.app for Insta TikTok and Twitter, and then just search up Steppen. On LinkedIn. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I think something really amazing app, a really amazing app to check out. So we want to thank you so much Hara, for being on my first step ever. Is there a quote or a saying that you would
1: like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, so I, I thought about this one. So my favorite saying is, I don't know who it's by, I think it's like one of the philosophers, but it's easily provoked, easily controlled. So I think it's about kind of trying to be non-reactive to things and when things happen to you, taking a step back and being like, cool, how should I deal with it? It's very relevant in startups when things are happening all the time. And I think it's also really relevant in personal life. So that would be my favorite quote
0: wow that was really thought provoking i would say <laughs> that was really really uh, a very good advice as well as you mentioned for personal life as well so thank you so much Kara, for being on my first step ever this was one candid and very in-depth inspiring conversation with this amazing person who's sitting with us so thank you so much hi my friends if you have reached thus far today firstly thank you so much it really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed. So why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes. I love to build a relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them. So you can follow me on my Instagram handle which is at ever underscore And subscribe to my YouTube channel for weekly video updates. And yes, if you like what I do over here, follow my first step ever on Google, Apple or Spotify. And please drop your rating my show and comment. Well, this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as I help you in your journey in taking the first step ever. Until next time, start believing in yourself. And most importantly, keep believing in yourself.